You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M, and today, let's look at the recruiting trail between Texas and the Aggies. One of the biggest things is winning your state. It's essential to be great in recruiting by winning in your home area. And with the Aggie success over the last few years, it's looking like Jimbo Fisher has taken the Lone Star State for the Aggie clan. This episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go visit rockauto.com and type in lockdown on the how'd you hear about section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need, rockauto.com is the place to be. Again, one of the biggest things that you have to do in playing football in any level of the game is you have to win in getting the right players. You look at the history of teams that have won the national title over the past few years, and they all have one thing in common, great recruiting classes. Yes, not every single time will the number one class mean, oh, you're guaranteed to go win the entire college ball playoff. You're guaranteed to go out and win the entire NFL season. But think about this for a second. Last year, Alabama had one of the top recruiting classes, and they've had one basically every year in the Jimbo, I mean, the Nick Saban era. Basically. Let's also look at the NFL. The NFL had one move. A lot of teams went out, they spent money, they, they went and they got new players, they went and extended guys, they drafted really well. One team did one thing and they are Super Bowl champions today. And that's Tampa Bay. They got the quarterback. They went out and they got a guy who has been proven time and time again. Oh yeah, I can work. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. At least I think I am. You know, my nine trips to the Super Bowl, my six Super Bowl rings... All say I'm a good quarterback. They actually say I'm a great quarterback if you really break it down. Tom Brady joining Tampa Bay transformed the Buccaneers from a 7-19 to winning the Super Bowl a year later. Same coaching staff. There was not a, any change on their coaching staff. They added a rookie right tackle. They added a rookie... Dime defender, really, really, if we're being honest, he played strong safety most of the season. They had Tom Brady. Yeah, they had a decent other running back in uh, Keyshawn Vaughn that they drafted, and they had a good fifth receiver in Tyler Johnson, which they drafted. But they went out and they got players who Tom Brady wanted to play for. They went out and they got players who Tom Brady thought, oh, they're going to make our team better. And if you really break it down, think about it for a second. Tom Brady had three touchdowns in that game. There were four touchdowns total in that uh, Super Bowl game on Sunday night. Two went to Rob Gronkowski, his favorite receiver since 2010, when he was drafted out of Arizona in New England. Antonio Brown, a player that was deemed un signable by anyone because of his off-the-field antics. Scored another touchdown. And Leonard Fournette, a 1,000-yard rusher who didn't live up to what Jacksonville wanted, scored a 27-yard touchdown to give the team a 28-9 lead. 
you have to win a recruiting at any level to be a good team. That includes the NFL. But college is where you recruit. You go and get players from, one, their country, but two, and more specifically, your state to help build a program for success. Texas as a whole is, in my opinion, the single best recruiting ground area. And it's not because of I played high school football here. It's not because of I grew up here. It's not because of I've seen what it means and how you adapt to playing in this style up here, how it's completely different than anywhere else. And we talk a lot about how the SEC is minor league NFL. Honestly, there's some college programs here that would definitely beat high school programs in Texas. But high school programs would score. The biggest argument that I have with this is that, okay, people say all the time, uh, an NFL team would never lose to a college team. You're right, they wouldn't. And anyone out there who does not believe that they would, get come on, grow, grow up. Come on. The difference is, people say, could they score? I believe the Alabama 2020 team could score on the league's worst defense. One of them was the Houston Texans. I do believe they could get a touchdown. Don't, doesn't mean they'll win. I believe Houston wins that game by, say, 40. But that does not mean that they don't score at all. Same thing in Texas. Texas A&M has won the state of Texas in the arrival of Jimbo Fisher. The last time Texas A&M did not win over Texas in recruiting was back in 2018. That was Jimbo Fisher's first recruiting class where he had eight players say, yeah, we're going to say, we're going to go and we're going to play for you. Eight. Since then, top 10 finish, top 10 finish, top 10 finish. Highest finish was number six. Then they finished number eight in 2019's recruiting class. Last season, they finished number six. This year, they finished number seven. They're consistently in the top 10. And where did Texas finish in all of those rankings? First year, they finished number four. In 2020, they finished number eight. Last season, they finished number 17. Going into the 2022 recruiting class, they also lost Quinn Ayers, who is, in my opinion, the biggest name to watch for in recruiting. For plain and simple, he is a big-time five-star, five-tool prospect playing quarterback. They rank 13th in the 2022 class. AM, they rank ninth. It's still very early. Don't get me wrong. It's still extremely early to come out and say, oh yeah, you know, any one of these people is definitely out of the running. But let's look at it for a second. And if we really just break it down and really think about it. For AM to be ahead once again, that's big. It's not big because of it means that you're winning your state. What it's big is you consistently are beating a program where, in my opinion, it's easier to win. Think about this. The Big 12, you have Iowa State for the next year that's going to be good. You have Oklahoma. Good luck. And honestly, if we're going to be completely real, it's Oklahoma. Good luck. That's what you have. 
Iowa State, they're good for this year. Maybe next year. Uh, Oklahoma State, they they're 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 an eight and they're a nine and three, ten and two team every year. Texas, nine and three, ten and two team with Tom Herman. Now they got Steve Sarkeesian. Kansas State, every five years they come out and they surprise you with a ten and two season under Bill Schneider. Can Chris Kleiman do the same thing? Kansas, nothing. Baylor, maybe they're going to be back. TCU is Gary Patterson still going to be the head coach that much longer? Uh, seriously. Tech out, Kansas out. If you break it down, there is so many easier ways to travel up the road to Austin, win a Big 12 championship, and set yourselves up for a national title every year. You got to beat Oklahoma, and you can't stink enough to where you struggle against these other teams. That's down to coaching. That's really down to coaching if you look at these recruiting classes. Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, Florida. You heard of those schools? Yeah, A&M faces them every year. A&M also has to recruit against them every year. Because the biggest thing is that Texas is such a massive watering hole when it comes to recruiting. Not every player can go to Texas, can go to... A&M. So they go to Alabama, they go to LSU, they go to Florida, they go to Vanderbilt, and they become a superstar there. You also have to face off against those players every single season if you're in the SEC. So Jimbo Fisher's pitch has to be every single year, oh yeah, we're good. We gotta face Alabama. Here's Steve Sarkeesian's new pick. You don't gotta face Alabama. And A&M is still winning in the recruiting trail. To be able to do that, is such a big deal that I don't think enough people are giving giving quality respect to for the Aggies of what it means to win in recruiting. So for me personally, what I want to break down next is how this will affect coaching styles for Texas A&M moving into 2021. One of the biggest problems in life that I always have is when I have to get something fixed in my car that I could do myself, but unfortunately, because my car is a little older, I have to bring it into the shop. They have to go order the part. The part then has to be installed by them, and I have to pay a shipping fee, a service fee, and on top of that, a repair fee when I could just skip all those steps and do it myself for a fraction of the price. That's why I recommend you use rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 25 years. They have a selection of engine modules to brake pads to tail lamps. Anything you need, RockAuto.com has it. And their unique catalog is so simple to navigate through. Click on the car, the model, the year, the color, and the price, and you will find the exact part you're looking for. Plus, their low, low prices are impossible to beat. Go visit rockauto.com and type in locked on on the how'd you hear about section so they know that we sent you amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the other parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com is the place to be. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports in our new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. 
Don't miss this week's episode featuring Candace Cooper of Locked on Tar Heels and Eric Alia of Locked on Women's Basketball discussing the opportunities and challenges that comes with being a black woman in sports. There's a new episode coming next week, so go ahead and subscribe to Locked on Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So, we're talking Jimbo Fisher and we're talking Steve Sarkeesian today. Now, why would I bring up Steve Sarkeesian when this is an Aggies podcast? Simple. Both have now worked under Nick Saban. They both are disciples of the seven-time winner of a national championship. The all-time winningest coach when it comes to winning the big-time game. Now we're both in the Lone Star State. And both are expected to bring that pizzazz and style back to the respective programs for the future. So far, Fisher has done a pretty good job of doing that, especially when you look at the 2020 season. A 9-1 finish with the one loss coming to Alabama by 28 points, the same amount of points that the quote-unquote second-best team in the country, Ohio State, lost to the Crimson Tide back in January for the national title game. Meanwhile, Fisher has done a fantastic job building up the program in recruiting as well as wins. After that loss to Alabama, the team did not lose another game this year. And they finished once again for the third straight time with a top 10 recruiting class in the Fisher era. But what's interesting with this class more than any other class is he's starting to really get the hang of winning the state of Texas. Now, of course, A&M did not finish top five in recruiting, but they did beat out Texas, who was going through a coaching regime change. So you got to give a little bit of a break there. I'm not here to say that Steve Sarkeesian is... Going to be an immediately upgrade over Tom Herman or that he's immediately bad. But think about this. A&M's first recruiting class, they had eight players sign. Because if you didn't really know what Jimbo Fisher was going to be, Texas at least has 21. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But let's just look at the talent that A&M was able to get, especially in the Lone Star State alone. They grabbed a four-star talent in Tamusi Adele from Tompkins High School. They grabbed Sardrick Banks, the wide receiver from North Shore. They went and got the strong side defensive end Marcus Burris from Pleasant Grove out in Texarkana. They got a dual-threat quarterback in Eli Stowers from Denton Geyer High School. They were able to also go out and get Deuce Harmon from Denton Geyer High School, who is a four-star cornerback. They also went and got Matthew Wycroft, an offensive tackle from Magnolia High in Magnolia, Texas. Shamar Turner, the five-star recruit, the big five-star recruit from DeSoto, Texas. LJ Johnson from Cypher High. Bryce Foster from Katie Taylor High. Ruben Fothery from Foster High School in Richmond, Texas. You also had the likes of a couple other players. Remington Strickland, the offensive center from Fort Bend Christian Academy in Sugarland, Texas. Albert Regis from Laporte, Texas. You had uh, Fernando Garza as well uh, from Katie, Texas. So... Of the 23 commits the Texas A&M was able to get in 2021, 13 are from the state of Texas. And what might be even more interesting is when you break it down. Tamusi Adele is number seven in the state. Sargent Ranks, 18th. Marcus Burris, 20th. Eli Stowers, 30th. Then you can continue to move down a little bit. Deuce Harmon, 35th in the state. Matthew Wycroft, 63rd in the state. Shamar Turner, 4. LJ Johnston, 9. Bryce Foster, 12. Ruben Fothery, 15. Then you go a little bit deeper if you really want to. And you get the other guys. You get still Remington Strickland. He's 60th. Albert Riggs, 66. Fernando Garza, 100 in the state. So of the 13 players, all 13 for the state of Texas are top 100 players in the state. On top of that, 
they have five players from the top 15. When you break that down with Texas' side, they have one player in the top 10, and they have, I think, three in the top 25, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, in the state alone, Jatavion Sanders, the athlete from uh, Denton Ryan, is the number two player in the state, and he's the number one athlete in the state of Texas. He's the only five-star. So again, they have a five-star. Their next top prospect is ranked 22nd or 23rd in the state, if I'm not mistaken, and that's J.D. Coffey, who's the safety. By state, yeah, they have 15 players from the state. They don't have the best players from the state. In fact, they don't even have bigger names. 26, J.D. Coffey, Derek Harris Jr., uh, 41st. You have uh, Terrence Cooks, 46. Uh, Hayden Connor, the offensive tackle, 55th from Katie Taylor, Texas. Uh, uh, let's see, who else is out there? Juan Davis, 80th. Charles Wright, 129. Then you go back into the other side. Who are Those are only letters, uh, those are early enrollees. Now you go to letters of intent. Ishmael Ibrahim, 32nd. Jordan Thomas, 45th. Maurice Blackwell, 49th. Jonathan Banks, 50th. Uh, Byron Murphy, the second, 56th. David Alibra, 62nd. Keithon Lee, 78. You gotta go continue to go down. Max, uh, yeah, Max Merrill, the offensive tackle, 163rd. And then they got three transfer students. Four transfer students. Basically, yeah, Texas is still sticking around. And I'm not gonna say that in a matter of months, it's not gonna change. What I am gonna say, though, is that when you look at this team and how it is built. On both sides, neither coach really is known for their Texas roots. And that's not an insult. That's just the reality of it. Fisher's more so Louisiana, Florida, and Sark is West Coast. But Fisher in two years has become a winning coach in Texas. He's gotten better recruits. He's also gotten players from the state to stay in the state. That's the biggest deal. You have to win your state to be able to win anything else. So in my opinion, yes, I do believe that recruiting does matter. And what Fisher is doing right now is making this a winning program for the future of AM. That's not to say that Steve Sarkeesian won't, but if you beat Texas in recruiting, one, you stand a better shot of being a better team in the SEC, and two, once again, you're not the little brother in the state. Everyone wants to talk about little brother. I promise you, the winner of the recruiting trail between these two, the other one's the little brother. Texas A&M has not been the little brother for quite some time. And if they continue to recruit the way that they are, they're not going to be the little brother for quite some time. College football season is officially over, but the NBA and college basketball is still at an all-time high. That's why we know that betting is going to be at an all-time high. And the one place you need to bet is the one place we love and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag gives you the best lines, the best buyouts, and the best personal information when you follow them on social media at betonline underscore ag for up-to-date info, 
changes in lines and quality information that will help you win some extra cash in your pocket this upcoming 2021 year. Stop sitting on the sidelines and get into the action. Plus, when you use the promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus from Bet Online as a celebratory deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson about the action, talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're listening to Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy. Gordy breaks down everything you need to know about college basketball, the NFL draft, and of course, recruiting in the SEC. Another great year. Six teams finished in the top 15. How will that pan out for the 2021 season? Listen every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com or wherever you get your Locked On Podcast listening systems. We're going to close out the show just talking a little bit more about Jimbo Fisher and what I think of how he's done in recruiting because of the thing is, and, and I started talking with somebody about this not too long ago. We were talking about how the NFL coaching staffs, you're starting to see college coaches potentially start going to the NFL a little bit more. And people wonder why, why would you want to leave college where you kind of have a little bit more control over the players you kind of have a little bit of control over who comes and plays for you. It's all about recruiting. It's all about building a roster. And you have them for, hopefully, four years. Sometimes you declare for the draft early. Sometimes you have transfers. You have all that. But why would you not want to go be in college where you have a little bit more control? The biggest reason is, yeah, you have control. You have no time. Look at a college coach's schedule. They literally go from hoisting a national title to probably a day off, and then they go right back into recruiting to finish out the closing up year because of National Signing Day is about four weeks later. After National Signing Day, you maybe get a week or two where you're not really doing anything, but you're still talking to recruits for the next year. And then you have to worry about after spring break, spring ball. So spring ball comes around and you go practice and you go play in your spring game, you know, the maroon and white game for Texas A&M. And then you maybe get two more weeks off where at that time when it's off, it means you go home at five and you make phone calls from home instead of the office. Players are going home, all that. And then you start summer camp. And then on top of summer camp, you have summer camp with potential recruits and on top of summer camp with potential recruits you have summer camp with young high schoolers and junior high kids who come and pay to stay on campus to learn from Nick Saban to learn from Jimbo Fisher to learn from Dabo Sweeney and then after that you go right into practice for you know summer ball to go into fall ball to go into training camp basically two a days to kick your season off meanwhile while you're kicking your season off you're recruiting for that next class. Because if you're also trying to get as many players to be on board during early signing period as you were for National Signing Day. Where's the time off? The NFL? Yeah. You coach like crazy. You live and eat and breathe inside your complex. You also, when you're done, don't really worry about anything until March. After that, you don't really worry about anything until OTAs. You get a little bit of a break, you come back, you get summer ball going, and you start building. Every coach right now in the NFL is off. 
They're not recruiting anyone. They're not going out. They're not doing anything. They're sitting at home. They're with their families. They're enjoying time. For Jimbo Fisher to, in three years, get Texas A&M where they are now, more so in recruiting. I'll say this to him, blow in the face. Winning the state is the most important thing. Now, again, if we go back and we really look through every team and we look through, you know, all the commits and we look at how the state, you know, of Texas has been, it still is kind of wide open. And that's not always the bad thing, but, you know, you do look at the top names in the state this year. The number one player went to Alabama. I mean, and it's Alabama. Five-star recruit, number two player in the nation, Tommy Brockmeyer. Uh, number two player went to Texas. Number three player, the offensive guard, uh, Donovan Jackson, went to Ohio State. But after that, number four, Shamir Turner, went to A&M. Number seven, Tamusi Adele, went to A&M. LJ Johnson, A&M. Bryce Foster, A&M. And Ruben Fathery, A&M. The only player that A&M really missed on that I would have loved to have seen them get is probably a guy like Savion Bird an offensive guard, or again, one of those names that was already mentioned ahead of time, Donovan Jackson. But that's about it. Think about it. You had Oklahoma, which is right next door, beating Texas in the state. They didn't beat out A&M in the state. You had a guy in freaking Preston Stone, the number 17 player, go to SMU, bail out on Texas. You had more players in the top 25 Go to LSU, go to Oklahoma, Alabama, over Texas. It's not because just A&M is doing great in recruiting. It's because of Texas is so big. But for Texas to still be this low on the totem pole compared to A&M, it's a big deal. And I do give a lot of credit to Jimbo Fisher. How good would AM be if this was the case and he wasn't there? It's all about who you know. It's all about bringing in the right recruits. It's all about bringing in the right people to help you recruit. And that's where AM, I think, is doing a really good job. And that starts with the head coach and Jimbo Fisher. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. Tomorrow's show, let's get you caught up on the coronavirus epidemic that is going on in College Station, letting you know what will be the plan this upcoming weekend for teams as they prepare for their bout with the likes of Florida. We'll see you then. And remember, this has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.